Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you for the gift that you gave us, Lord, on Christmas. Thank you for, for Christ and for what he did for us for salvation. And, and I just pray that we would uh, let the, the knowledge of this and the joy from this fill our hearts, Lord, and overflow to the people around us this season. It's been a it's been a tough year for some people, Lord. Um, I just pray that you would help your people, this church and your people around the world, just to, to spread hope and cheer at a time when this world needs it most, Lord. And that, more importantly than that, Lord, that it would be to, to point people to you. Amen. And so that people can see that there is hope beyond this world. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to start by reading a prayer from uh, the late Billy Graham. This was his New Year's prayer from 2013. And I think it's still, still relevant today, so I'll read this. You guys just listen. Our Father and our God, as we stand at the beginning of this new year, we confess our need of your presence and your guidance as we face the future. We each have our hopes and our expectations for the year that lies ahead of us, but you alone know what it holds for us. You can give us the strength and the wisdom we will need to meet its challenges. So help us to humbly put our hands into your hand and to trust you and seek your will for our lives during this coming year. In the midst of life's uncertainties and in the days ahead, assure us of the certainty of your unchanging love. In the midst of life's inevitable disappointments and heartaches, help us to turn to you for the stability and comfort that we need. In the midst of life's temptations and the pull of our stubborn, stubborn self-will, help us not to lose the way, but to have the courage to do what is right in your sight regardless of the cost. And in the midst of our daily preoccupations and pursuits, open our eyes to the sorrows and injustices of the hurting world. Help us to respond with compassion and sacrifice to those who are friendless and in need. May our constant prayer be that of the ancient psalmist. Teach me, O Lord, to follow your ways, then I will keep them to the end. Psalms 119.33. We pray for our nation and its leaders during these difficult yeah, times. Yeah. And for all those who are seeking to bring peace and justice to our dangerous and troubled world, we pray especially for your protection on all those who served in our armed forces. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for their commitment to defend our freedoms, even at the cost of their own lives. Be with their families also, and assure them of your love and concern for them. Bring our divided nation together. Mm -hmm. Give us greater vision of what you would have us to be. Your word reminds us in Psalms 33, 12, that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And we look back over this past year, and we thank you for your goodness to us, far beyond what we have observed or deserved. May we never presume on your past goodness or forget all your mercies to us. But may they instead lead us to repentance and to a new commitment to make you the founding and center of our lives. 
this year. And so, our Father, we thank you for the promise of hope in this new year. We look forward to it with expectancy and faith. This I ask in the name of our Lord and Savior, who by his death and resurrection has given us hope, both for this world and the world to come. Amen. 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 So that last, that last little bit there, talking about this last year, you know, this was... 2013 but it still still applies today we look back on this past year we thank you for your goodness to us that seems kind of backwards to what the world wants to do you know everybody's wanting to say 2020 is a year we need to forget you know all everything that could have happened bad happened bad you know there were you know there were rumors of things who remembers the rumors of murder hornets and and then there was covid and then you know the sandstorm that blew over the Atlantic Ocean, and it was just—it was—it was a crazy year. But in the midst of that, though, this this prayer that uh, Billy Graham prayed still still applies goodness to us, far beyond what we have deserved. <clears throat> and may we never presume on your past goodness or forget all your mercies to us. What what mercies in 2020? Well, I was I was scanning the internet. And I came across this, which was which was a good little study based on 2020 and everything that we have going on. So I'm going to read it. You don't have to look very far to see people at every corner counting down to 2020 being over. Between the pandemic, political uncertainty, deaths of some of our favorite celebrities, and economic loss. We've all been affected in some way. Some of us have had to say goodbye to people we love dearly. Regardless of the context, that's never easy. But as we enter the holiday season, I want to shift the narrative that's persistent through 2020. I'm allowing myself to focus on what I'm grateful for, even the failures of this year and suffering and the hardships. We were never promised a life without pain. While this year's put more of it under a microscope, <coughs> we still have plenty to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. We have a never faithful God to attach our hope to. Endeavors that lead to dead ends have allowed me to pursue new and exciting paths that I might not otherwise have seen. Suffering and heartache, financial and relational loss have redefined us and strengthened our faith. I've seen God working in all of it. His promise to us that he will provide remains true even in what might be the hardest years of your life. There are four, four ways that the author sees God's presence amidst the pressures of the pandemic. In stillness. Okay, I do not wish for a global pandemic to ever happen again. But there was a certain beauty about life slowing down earlier this year. The usual distractions and diversions weren't there. And it afforded a chance to recalibrate, refocus, and refocus your priorities. It was a chance to either figure out or redefine where I place my identity and where I place my joy. I hope that was the case for you too. But more importantly, the stillness provided space and quiet to hear from God more clearly and time to stop and appreciate the ways in which he was already working. We shouldn't need a pandemic to bring us to this point. But the truth is that many Christians struggle with what we're called to do in Psalms 46.10, which says, Be still 
and know that I am God. We're constantly fighting the battle of looking like more human doings than we are human beings. We rush and run, hustle and hurry until we're too tired to keep going. We rest so that we can recoup and go do all over again. We do need rest, but instead of going back out and doing, the pandemic allowed us to take some time to just be with God or just be as a person. Oftentimes, our instinct when horrible things happen is to cling to distractions like sports, entertainment, social media. Sometimes we even defer to more wholesome activities like spending time with friends and family to fill in what time we should spend with God. For much of 2020, we simply haven't been able to do that. I hope we've seen the blessing in that. It says, I love how Mark Comer puts in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm. We are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. Or oblivion, he writes. It's time to recenter. And reliance. The pandemic stripped us down in many ways. Personally, financially, socially, emotionally, and spiritually. Unemployment numbers grew more in three months during COVID than in the two years during the Great Recession, according to Pew Research Center. As the pandemic raged on, nearly 53% of adults reported in mid-July that their mental health was declining, compared to 32% mid-March before shutdown orders were implemented, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. Many marriages and other relationships were significantly, even permanently, impacted as well. People lost loved ones. And as with any hardship we face, we have the choice to either run from God or run towards God. Amen. Our response should be to run towards Him regardless of the circumstances. It's not always easy, but that's what faith is. God has shown us time and again that He will take care of His people when we come to faith in Him. We don't know why pandemics or tragedies happen. It's tempting to be angry at God when things like this happen and to run away from Him instead of running towards Him. But we know suffering is a part of this world. The only way I've been able to navigate this year in any season of pain is through relentless prayer and reliance on God to provide. Amen. Amen. The most dire situations have a way of breaking us down to where the only way we can walk is through the strength of Jesus. Ceaseless prayer and relentless trusting that even though we can't see past the day, Jesus will provide tomorrow. A life full of prayer will lead to a life that is full. I know that coming out of this season, reliance on God through prayer is stronger than it ever was entering into it. Mm. Number three, faithfulness. Not that I need any more evidence, but God has shown his faithfulness in a big way. Amen, issue. he sure is. Oftentimes, when we go to God faithfully in prayer, he might respond in ways that we weren't even praying about. When you pray for a job, God might be providing a career. He also might be telling you to wait. Well, that's probably the hardest thing to hear right now. Trust that God is working. Find contentment in the waiting. It says in Genesis 8.22, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. Just as a seed is planted and needs time to grow in the harvest, sometimes so do our prayers. <coughs> And Chris Renzema paints this image in a song. The song is called Let the Ground Rest. 
the words say, So, oh, just let the ground rest. Because if it is not right now, it is for the best. You're going to grow, I know this, but for now, just let the ground rest. The song continues and says, Flowers only grow when they've tasted rain. We need to allow time for the harvest. Maybe we need to welcome the rain. We have to have the confidence that the seed God plants will grow as long as we tend it. He promises us that and God he promises us that and God never backs down from his promises. Amen. And Hebrews 6, 13 to 16 says, When God made a promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. After, and so, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what he was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts them into all argument. In the context of this verse, when someone made a promise, they needed someone greater than them to back them up on that promise. It's similar when you have a parent or someone else co-sign a loan on a house or a car. It's assurance to the other party that you will come through on the promise you've made. The passage demonstrates that God doesn't need anyone to co-sign his promises. There's no one greater than God, and he always comes through on his promises. Number four, the last one is relationships. Gained a much deeper affection and appreciation for my family and friends this year. The importance of those relationships has been on full display in a year where so many of us have felt isolated. I hope this year has made us all more intentional about maintaining the relationships that have meant the most to us. I pray more and more and have mean spiritual conversations this year with friends and family because of the events that have happened. And I thank God for that. The low-hanging fruit for 2020 is to complain about it and to wish it away. To label it as a dumpster fire, as many have. But my challenge to you instead is to write down what you're grateful for. Even the hard stuff. When we appreciate a fire, or when we approach a fire, sorry, we have two choices. To let it burn us down, or to let it refine us like fire does gold. Choose the latter. Mm, good. Let's pray. Thank you, Brian. Dear Lord, thank you for for this day. Thank you for the words of uh, (coughs) Billy Graham, Lord, and thank you for for your words. Thank you that you don't have to have someone back up your words. Thank you that in the midst of the pandemic and the midst of everything going on, Lord, we we can find you and we can find peace. And uh, thank you that that we can share that with others, Amen. Lord. I just pray for, for our testimonies, Lord. This is this is the time we've been training for. This is the time we, we've prepared for, Lord. When, when the world is looking for answers and they don't know what to go to, all the all the institutions are shook, Lord, the economy's shook. And, and governments are struggling to find how, how do we deal this with, with this, what do we do. Lord, um, thank you for the peace that you give us and for the blessings in the midst of these. I just pray that you, you bless us as we head into this Christmas season, Lord. Help us to be willing 
and able to share your word, Lord, both in and out of season. Right now is definitely in season. But I just pray that you would help us to be be lighthouses and witnesses for you. And as we we head into 2021, 20, uh, Lord, I pray that you would, you would bless, bless your people, Lord. I pray that you would bless this nation. And uh, just have your will and your way and your hand in it, Lord. So much for this evening and for allowing us to gather together here as a family. In your name I pray. Amen.